Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back. And we're in the bookcase. So thanks for joining us for our second episode and our discussion of Ellen Hildebrand's newest novel, 28 Summers. Maybe we should call it something that's not a discussion because that's not your favorite, right? Oh, it's not <laughs> my favorite. But We're, we'll, we'll call it our review, our thoughts um, on. Our thoughts on, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But before we start our thoughts on 28 Summers, we do need to thank our support crew, uh, Tim and Rob, for their assistance with our technical and audio portions. Kelly and I have done a lot of learning in the past month, and we've asked them a lot of questions about their areas of expertise, and we appreciate the help. So thanks to Tim and Rob for their uh, their patience with our with our questions and, and their assistance in getting that stuff set up for us. Especially Tim with my microphone voice. We're having a hard time with that. <laughs> we got there, though. We're good. So, Kelly, before we delve into Ellen's new story, what are we sipping on today? Well, today we are trying a white wine, which happens to be Ellen's favorite, and it's called a Sancerre, I believe. I don't speak French, so it's spelled S-A-N-C-E-R-R-E. Um, so we're going to give it a shot right now. We have glasses. So cheers. Cheers. Okay, so I'm not much of a wine drinker, but in the name of research, I'm going to I'm going to get into this one and give it a whirl. What do you think? So, it's a little dry in the beginning. True? No, sweet in the beginning, dry at the end. A little bit of an apple taste. Okay. Um you can tell which one of us does the wine tasting. <laughs> <laughs> no oak whatsoever. Um, refreshing. Very light. Um, so what the bottle actually says is fine notes of minerality, toasted dried fruits, and candied citrus. Do you get any of that? I do get the citrus. I do. I taste a little bit of orange. I You said apple, and I'm getting, I'm getting an orange flavor. But. You get apple in the middle. But, okay. Mm-hmm. I, apparently, I didn't take that long with my sip. <laughs> but, Let it breathe on your tongue for a little yes, bit. Yes. But yes, this yes, wine yes. is referenced in a lot of her books and um, on her Instagram. So this one seemed appropriate for the discussion of her newest novel. We were going to try one of the drinks in the book called the Hokey Pokey. Oh, yeah. But Jacqueline did the research today. And uh, what was it? It had like four kinds of rum in it. Yeah. And um, that... I'm thinking if we would have had four kinds of rum, then we probably wouldn't be talking very clearly right. on this podcast. <laughs> the podcast. So yeah. probably the wine is a better option. So yes, but the hokey pokey, if you look it up online, it's it's a it's a whole bunch of rum with a splash of pineapple juice and uh sounds great, but maybe not when we're trying to make sense. No. No. All right. So getting into the book, um, Kelly. Do you know that you are the reason I even read Ellen Hildebrand books? I did not know that. (laughs) I think that she was your author of the summer some time ago. Probably. Uh, And you recommended her to me. And it happened. I was at the library one day and I started with The Matchmaker. Um, Mm. And until now, that remained my favorite of the books I had read. Um, But 
collectively, her books have bumped Nantucket way, way, way oh. up on the list of places I want to visit. Yep. yep. And yep. Uh, between her Instagram and these books, I don't, I won't even have to do that much trip research because it's all sort of laid out for us in the stories. I know. Have you been following her Instagram posts where she's redoing her house? Yes. And she takes you on a little tour of her house? Yes. Did you see the one where she actually took you on a tour of... um? The pocket gardens and the flower boxes? They were beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning because there's like not a soul out on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she is, I feel like, uh, and let, let me go back a second because I wanted, I do want to make a note. So I said in the last episode that this was Ellen's 26th book. I was wrong about that. This is the 25th book. So, Ellen, if you're listening to us. <laughs> sorry, Surprise. I got that wrong. Sorry. But, um... So from what I can gather following her just on social media, and I I don't want her to feel like creeped out or whatever, but on her social media, it does look like she is up early. She writes all of her books out longhand before she types them into her computer. So sometimes you'll see she'll post a picture of like her computer and it's all lit up by candlelight. She types it in my candlelight. It's all really cool. So, um, yeah, but I love how much she's sharing about her house on Instagram. And... Um, I'm dying to see if she gets this done in time to host whatever gathering she's doing this weekend. Right. She's got two days left. Did you see the update today? I did. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be <laughs> done in my two days. For her, yeah, so I don't we'll know. See how that I goes. don't know. Yeah. So anyway, going into 28 Summers. So yes. what was your overall feeling on 28 Summers? So my overall feeling. Oh, we should just mention about spoilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do our very best not to spoil anything until we tell you we're going to spoil anything. So you can keep (laughs) listening for now. And then when we get to that point, we're going to tell you so you have time to turn this off, finish the book, and then come back and see what we had to say. So this one was my absolute favorite book of all the books I've read of her. My previous favorite book happened to be Beautiful Day. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, But this one topped the cake. But the problem with this one is, is like... I didn't like the characters. And, well, I liked the characters. I didn't like their choices. And so I had a hard time with that. And uh, it's not like a Gone Girl type of thing where they're just really bad people. Because these people are really good people. It's just, man, I just thought they made really poor choices um, throughout their whole life. Yeah. Really. I mean, this book covers a lot of time. It does. Um, I loved... The beginning of the chapters. Yes. Loved the yearbook those, notes. The yearbook <laughs> notes. I spent a lot of time trying to remember, oh my gosh, do I remember this from 1993? Do I remember this from 1994? And kept going back to, okay, 1994, my son was born. So, and the one thing that I remember was OJ, the Bronco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was in there. <laughs> I was like eight months pregnant with my son and uh, sitting on the, laying on the couch watching the Bronco go zipping down the highway or the chase or whatever it was so that was fun i like the narration mm-hmm. um the voice yes um which i've had to look it up because i think it's like a i don't even know if i can say the word because i'm halfway through my glass of wine already i'm omniscient but i think it's a first person because she uses you like she draws you in as like you're part of the story. Like you and the the narr- narrator have a secret together. Yeah. Like our girl, Mallory. I did love that. Or our boy, Jake. Yes. So and it was kind of hard to determine if the narrator was speaking or if 
she was looping us in on the secret. Yes. Yeah. I the closest I could come to it, and I don't know where our English teacher friends are, but <laughs> I um I the closest I could come to the comparison was when an actor in a television show does what they call breaking the fourth wall, where they bring you into the show. And most recently, the thing I watched that did this was Fleabag. Right. So right. Um, I, whatever the book equivalent is of that. Yeah, you could be right. I'm I don't remember what they're what they're called, but I did love that we were that we were part of the storytelling. Right. Which I think is the first time I've ever noticed that in one of her books. Right. I well. You know, I read and then forget. Yeah, (laughs) and there's a lot of them, but I it's it's it stuck with me. I agree with you there. So yeah, it was. I like the way it was written. I like the the beginnings of the chapters. I like the narration of it. Um, It was a very good story. It was a good story. Did you have to look any of the beginning yearbook things up? If I was that invested, I would have. I mean, it's not that I wasn't invested, but if I, I mean, I felt like I would have had to put it down. And go look something up. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. There were a few. Um, but I, I did love that kind of recap. And it did make it a little bit easier to mentally put myself right. into that time frame, which right. I thought was good. Right. Right. Um, a couple of really specific quotes that I loved out of early in, in the book. Um, actually, it was just just past the, the beginning, the very beginning where we're actually in present day. And then they cut to... I think 1992 is the first year. Right. And Mallory, our girl Mallory. Our girl Mallory. <laughs> is living in New York with her best friend in the whole world, Leland. And um, this quote about being roommates, it struck me as a, a kernel of truth. So I loved when she said that Mallory's living with Leland and quote, whom she is starting to despise a little more each day. <laughs> End quote. Isn't that true? It is so true because, you know, don't you find that you have like you have friends who you could who you could live with or who you could travel with and friends that you just know that if you do any sort of thing like that, it's you might not come out on the other side. Friends, right? I have a a limit of a week. Okay, so yours is more of a time limit than people. I know I'm not easy to live with or travel with, so I I try to make a conscious effort not to not to be difficult. Just but. getting back from vacation from a week with the family yeah. of my family and another family it's it's a week. Okay, even my husband it's it's a week. All right, all right. Well, I liked that take on it like right out of the gate from her. I thought that was a a nice little kernel of truth. I also this cracked me up. Much later in the book, um, I don't think this is considered a spoiler because I'm not really going to tell you anything about their relationship. But oh, right. Mallory meets a man named Bayer and um, she meets him because she's doing her very best to get drunk at a bar. <laughs> right. And later, drinking the hokey pokey. Right. right? <laughs> drinking the hokey pokies. <laughs> and I will tell you why after the spoiler alert. But um I loved that she was in this frame of mind where she was like, okay, he's a complete stranger. I'm not really sure how much I can tell him. Are we are we friends now? Is he a serial killer? And then she thinks of him, and this is all like one big hyphenated phrase. She's thinking about telling him this long, drawn-out story, and she refers to him as her new best friend, but maybe serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was we were riding in the car when I was reading this book, and I actually kind of busted out laughing at that point <laughs> because... <laughs> Um, and I was I wasn't driving, so just heads up. But uh, <laughs> but I did kind of bust out laughing at that because I thought that's it's such a of the perfect um, like summation of 
the kind of drunk you need to be in this particular scenario. Right. And it just made me laugh. Right. So I yeah. appreciated that quote. She was funny. They had some funny things in there. I mean, but it was more on the relationship issues. Yeah. That I, when I went back and read the book the second time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this was like foreshadowing. Oh. But you don't get the foreshadowing because you don't know what happened. Sure. You know? Yeah. When you go back and reread it, you know what the end is. And then, oh, I get it now. Okay, so I am going to have to go back and reread it, is what you're telling me, because mm-hmm. I did only read it, it the made, one time. It made, it made a lot more sense. I mean, I don't know. Not necessarily that it made more sense. It's just that you pick out where it's going. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I, I will do that as soon as I make my way through some other ones. Yeah. Um, I liked, I'm not going to tell who they are, but I liked that there were several cameos in this book. There were people. So, right. But who are those cameos? Well, I'll, I'll tell you after we give the spoiler oh, warning. Oh, right, right. Okay, but yeah, okay, there okay. were a couple. Okay. Um, and I had to think about where I was in 28 Summers as far as the timeline went for the other books that were being referenced. And I was like, oh, that's fun that she worked that person in oh, there. Okay. So I did like that. See, I don't know if I picked up on that. Okay. Hmm. Well, and the spoilers, you'll I'll tell, tell me why in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, have we reached the point of the conversation where we need to talk about the spoilers? I think Do we, we need to we tell have. people. Okay. But I, you really need to read this book. So if you're not if you're not listening past this point because you haven't read it yet, you really should read this book. Yeah, it's a pick great, this one up. Yeah. It's you know we still have what like five six weeks left of summer. You still have right. plenty of time to pick this one up and read it. Right. Do it, you guys. It's really good. It's very good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. All right, so from this point forward, (laughs) you've been warned. Spoilers will abound. Right. So if you are cutting off now, thanks for listening to this point and come back and listen to the rest of it when when you've read the book. Um, And don't forget to visit us at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com. Right. All right. All right. Last chance. Spoiler alert. Okay. Okay, Here we go. Go. Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So Jake and Mallory. Mm -hmm. There's so many quotes that, I mean, just like things that they said in this book. Um, okay, so what's the storyline? Storyline is Jake and Mallory meet one summer in 1992, two. Mm-hmm. two, three, whatever it was. And then they have this very, uh, on Labor Day, so it's a, uh, a fast relationship. And then he actually has a girlfriend. So it's the same time next year scenario, which is the movie they reference all the time. So... Every year on Labor Day for three days, Jake comes back to Nantucket Island and spends a weekend with Mallory. And this goes on for... 28 summers. 28 summers. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> right. So, and that's the exist. That's the most their relationship ever is. Which he is, marries. Yeah. He marries. He marries, but he... This is why I don't like the characters, because he marries, and he's cheating on his wife, and she never finds, she dates here and there, but she never finds anybody that she truly loves because Jake is her true love. So she waits for these three days every year and they spend these three fabulous days and it's the same thing. They have the same tradition, the same ritual that they started in 1992 and nothing really ever changes. And uh, and for yeah. 28 summers. So that's why I don't really like the caricatures because I feel that Mallory doesn't have is holding herself back from a real relationship with all the ups and downs. They have this glorious three days, so it's always happy. And there's no getting to know each other in there. And then Jake has the best of both worlds. He has a wife with a child, and and then he comes for these three days to get away and leave everything behind. So I just, that's what I don't like. Okay. Yeah, and even despite Ursula being a really not likable character at all. Ursula is Jake's wife, for those of you who 
don't care about being spoiled. Um, and they do have they have kind of a weird relationship, a very weird relationship. And you know what? I was I was when you go back and read it yeah. through the thing. So this is what I found. This is what I decided. Um, on page sixty one. Okay, <laughs> I wrote page numbers I, right, down. Got it. Okay. He has this unbreakable bond with Ursula because of Jake's sister, twin sister, dying. And Ursula was there through the whole death of very young age. Yeah, they're like 12 or yes. something when that happens. And yeah. Ursula was there. So all of his memories of his sister are tied up with Ursula. Yes. And in, um, and actually it's page 60, um, Jake and Ursula, this is what it says. Jake and Ursula had shared every single memory since that tragic year. Yeah. And then when they, he went away to school to John, John Hopkins and she stayed in South Bend, Indiana to go to Notre Dame, um, that's when they kind of separated, but they never lost touch. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then they break up and they go back, you know, they have their ups and downs. I think they said, I think there was one reference that for th- they were not together for three semesters in college. I don't. Yeah, I, that sounds vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Mallory and Jake met, they were broken up, but then he goes back to her and he meets her back in their hometown on Thanksgiving. And it just brings it all back because he's back in his hometown and she's back in the hometown. And then it just picks right up where they left off where all their memories are. Right. But I do find it interesting that at the end of that particular holiday weekend, when they get back, they're both living in Washington, D.C. at the time. Right. So Mm -hmm. when they get back to D.C., Ursula gets out of the car and her statement is, if we break up again, that's, that's it. it. And he th- he thinks, didn't we already do that? Right. Like, <laughs> right. He so, did think that. So we're already, we're kind of at a place where, you know, they're, and, and he, at one point in the book, swears up and down, he, at this, there's a sentence all by itself as a paragraph, or as its own paragraph that says, Jake would never, ever marry Ursula. Like, that was the, that was the right. line. Right. And then we find out that's right. definitely not true. Right. And it's funny because he has the same feeling about Mallory because on page 203 way back in the end um, he talks about their weekend together he says this weekend is important to me it has become a part of who I am so he has that same relationship with Mallory that he has with Ursula but in different ways so he can't let either one of them go yeah and it's I mean it seems from an outside perspective that that's a that's unfair but also I I'm, I don't know if Mallory, because you, you just said that you thought Mallory sort of held back from having right. like a full relationship with somebody. Right. Um, I think there's a few points in the book where we sort of find out from Mallory that Jake is her Ursula. Like, like she's, well, right. She's not going to be able to let him go. So she doesn't feel no, like. And I agree. That's her one true love. Because there was a moment where he definitely. In their first weekend in Nantucket, was like maybe I'm just not going to leave here, right? You know, right? And right. So um, it's the choice. Each of them had a choice. Yeah. And who, if if she had said, yeah, don't go, just stay here with me in in '92, maybe she was actually the one that said something like, like she didn't want him. Yeah. Well, she was she was very like is pragmatic the right word about the whole thing where she's like, yeah, you have a life in D.C. I've got a life here, and neither one of us is going to leave these things. I already did a long distance relationship. I don't really want that again. So. I, this is what we're going to do. Right. And when they watch this movie the same time next year, which, by the way, I tried to find on a streaming service. Oh, you service. couldn't get it? No. no I, I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> um, so 
but when they watched this movie, and I think it was her who said, now there's an arrangement I could get on board with. Yes. And so they yes. they took it from the there. The public so. library probably has it. I, I put it on hold. I oh, did you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, going back to pragmatic for mm-hmm. a minute. What do you think about Jake's proposal to Ursula and Ursula's response? Do you remember that? I just reread that. Yeah, it was, it was very like, tragic. She just she had she had a headache and she had a cl- I mean yeah. she was so excited they go to Paris and she wants a proposal and you know do all this romantic stuff. He's not on board yet. And then drunkenly he goes yeah. and buys her a ring and calls her Mallory and to the jewelry person that's yes. helping him. Oh, but, I forgot um, about that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but he comes home and he's drunk and he gives her the ring and she's laying with her cloth on her headache and she looks at the ring and she just says, oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I forgot like, about that. Yeah. so anticlimactic. Yeah. It's all very, <laughs> for as long as they've been together, it seems like it should have been Should have been more. more. Yeah. And then there was, um, it's like, Every major thing, even Mallory, when she was like announcing she, well, when Jake told Mallory that her and that him and Ursula were pregnant, and yeah. then when there was no emotion in that one either. Nope. There was no, there was just, oh, okay. Well, no, because she was also pregnant. Yes. Well, Remember? I mean, so, so they, so, okay, so for anyone who hasn't read it but is listening to this part, so they have four reasons they're allowed to contact each other outside of this Labor Day weekend, right? And what if I think it was like, I can't remember what the four are, but one was pregnancy. And he said to her, like, when he got there on Friday night, she picked him up from the ferry and he was like, and she already knew because Ursula had sort of let it slip at that wedding, at Coop's wedding. Right. And he was like, she's pregnant. And Mallory already knew, but she had to fake it. So she was like, oh, okay, great. Right. But I understand because so am I. So am I. And And that was, and then I think that was all we got from that summer. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're born, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, So, yeah, that's funny. Food and drink play a huge role in her books. They do. And drinking in this one particularly, like with Frey's kind of near drowning at the beginning after the too much Jim Beam and Mallory's having tequila when she winds up sleeping with Frey on the golf course. Right. 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 Jake's. He was drunk when he picked out the engagement. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) There's a lot to advise you to, you know, watch your consumption when you're you're reading this one. Right. And then she always cooks from the cookbook. Sarah Chase. Sarah Chase. Yeah, yes. which apparently is a real thing, that cookbook. Huh. So I don't have it, but I, it sounded um, like it would be good. The other thing I was going to mention was the, um, and this is the one where I don't know if the narrator was talking or if Mallory was thinking this. It was like one of those things because it says, um, if Mallory and Jake were to were ever to get together, would they wake up one day to find the magic gone? Probably Yes. So is yes. that Mallory saying that? I think or is Mallory that the had that. No, I think Mallory had that thought. Okay, because I think she was sort of wishing that he was there for something, and but she believed that if they were outside of this idyllic long weekend, right, that their relationship wouldn't have lasted. That's and a hard that's, what if. That's a hard what if because then how do you know that he's the one? Then if you can't see yourself. You know that's and yeah. that's where I have the problem with that. If you yeah. can't see yourself living with him forever and ever and ever, three hundred and sixty-five days a year, and you can only see yourself living, then I don't know if he's the one. Of course, it's going to be fantastic because you only see him. I mean, you don't get into all the baggage that comes with relationship marriage right. for <laughs> living with someone all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was just interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
But I was I was a big fan of this one. I liked the way it wrapped up. Um, it was a little. Oh, let me go back to the cameos for a second. Oh yeah, so the, the two that the two that popped out for me were Dabney Kimball from Matchmaker. Oh, she see, sees her. I, I think at know. the picnic, the labor. Oh, I can't remember which picnic it was, but they were they were like dressed up the blazer and they packed a picnic and there was like a whole contest. I think I feel like she saw Dabney there, and Ava Quinn from the Winter Stories. Oh, I haven't read the winter stories. None of them? None of them. Oh. That's on my list. Oh, you got to get it. This so is Ava... my winter story list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Ava is uh, one of the Quins who star in that four book series, which is set on Nantucket over four Christmases. So yeah, you should get on that one. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. See, I wouldn't, I don't, so. I did read the matchmaker, but I don't know if I would have picked out the characters. Okay. Well, but, yeah. and, and the endings of the matchmaker in this one sort of, they're, they're similar in that the characters are they're both pretty young when they pass and oh spoiler alert on matchmaker by the way oh, oh whoops <laughs> and um so yeah spoiler alert on that one but we're in the spoiler alert section so i guess it's okay um i did read that one but they yeah so there was just there was a few similarities with the ends of those books but i i did i was i was okay with the way this one wrapped up would i have liked to see them go on forever sure but also it took me a while because I was so intent on the book that it just came to an end. Okay. And I was, like, not expecting that. I was expecting to go back to Jake and her after her son and his daughter meet. Oh, okay. I was expecting just one more... One more summer? Well, not one more summer, but just one more episode or paragraph or something with... Oh. She died. She well, we're in spoiler alert. Yeah. So she died peacefully yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was expecting. And then it just ended, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then I had to. And then I let it set a little bit, and then okay. I was like, "Okay, no, that's the way it needed to end. It's okay. It's just I was so intently reading, it just ended too quickly for me, and I had yeah. to sit and think about this it. This was one bit. of those ones where I was a little sad when it was over. Oh yeah, yeah. Even when I was story. just rereading it for this podcast, just. What, an hour ago, just at finishing the end. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was sad. I did get a little weepy. Yeah. But, so, anyway, Ellen, great job. This was a good Very one. Very good job. And we're it was. looking forward to October. Do you know what's happening in October, Kelly? I'm looking forward to October. No, what's happening in October? So, the third book in the Paradise trilogy comes oh. out. And if you guys haven't read that one yet, that's also okay. That's good. That one, though, that series is set on St. John, where she goes every year to write. She does two books a year, so it's she goes to St. John to write that one. And again, I know that from Instagram, not because I'm talking out loud. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So this that one is kind. Of, it's a mystery trilogy, sort of. Okay. Um, I, to, I don't think I've read that one either. Or maybe I've only read one of them. I don't have to go uh, back and look for that. The first one, Trouble in Paradise, right? Troubles in Paradise is the third one. Third one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but she uh, that one is a a woman in I in Iowa, I think. Just finds out after her husband dies in a helicopter crash on what she thinks is supposed to be a business trip. She finds out that he's been leading this like whole second life oh, down in the Caribbean. Okay. And, all right. I'll have to look And she for goes that. down there to investigate. And it gets all very like mysterious. And yeah, that's a good one. So we'll be looking forward to October. Okay. All right. Before we wrap up, what are you reading It like in addition to 28 Summers? So I reading um, Hello Summer. Okay. <laughs> By Mary Kay Andrews. Yes, Mary so, Kay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love her. Yeah. Um, so I'm reading that one right now about halfway through. And um, yeah, so it's pretty good. I okay. like it. Mm-hmm. 
What are you reading? Um, today I started my on my on my electronic device on my through cloud library. I started Dear Edward, and it's about the sole survivor of a plane crash. He's a twelve year old boy, and one hundred and ninety one people die in this plane crash, and he's the only one who comes out of it. And so there's two timelines. There's one um, where we're reading like the story of the flight, and I like. I know how it ends, right? But I'm like every right. time we get to one of those chapters, I'm kind of like, oh god, is this is this it? Like, is this you know what I mean? And so I'm feeling like I'm a little anxious reading that timeline. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the other timeline, it's the present day for Edward, and he's living with relatives after this oh, happens. Okay. And but he's, you know, it's a hu- this is huge trauma that he's got to come back from. And yeah, so it's it's very good. And then um, I just picked up my darling Hamilton, which is. It's the story of Hamilton and Eliza Schuyler's relationship, but from Eliza's point of view. Oh, interesting. And since I can't stop watching Hamilton, right, I just right, right. right now. I gotta go back and rewatch it. <laughs> I've I've watched it a bunch of times, so I'm trying uh I feel like I, I, I missed wanna... a lot. I think you miss a lot. Okay. So here's my pro tip for you. Turn on the subtitles. Oh, that's a good idea. Because it's, it's hard yeah. to yeah. Sometimes when everyone's singing all at once, yeah. it's difficult to hear it all, yeah. but subtitles helped a lot. Yeah. Okay. And but also, I like, also had to go and... back and re orient myself to the story sure. line because if you don't know who the characters are mm-hmm. you're like what yeah but yeah. the the cast and the in the disney production the original broadway well they're almost all the original cast members it's bananas they're so good yeah they're so good yeah, so really are. i've been in i've been every time i'm find myself with 10 minutes i just turn on one of the musical numbers <laughs> and watch <laughs> it again so funny. So. yeah anyway right. so anyway. uh we'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another book discussion for you. No, not a book discussion. No. Uh, um, our thoughts on a different title. A book talk. Yeah, a book talk. We'll there call we it go. that. We'll call it a book talk. And uh, in the meantime, keep an eye on our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com. And pretty soon, you guys were just waiting for our approval, but there will be a subscribe link. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you liked this one or episode one. Uh, we'll be back with another book talk and another drink recommendation <laughs> in a course. couple of weeks. <laughs> so thanks for listening. All right. And we'll talk to you guys soon. See ya.